0: Can... Should... listening to common ride with me episode 150 and i'm kip warp digivolving into metal kip with me is steph warp digivolving into spiral steph and then with me is also is david warp digivolving into war david
1: sick that's the good one
2: that was pretty good yeah
1: you like that okay
2: i'm a little jealous yeah david got the good one there
1: if you want one
0: more, like we could like go through and like if you're ready to like warp Digivolve evolve like yourself, just say it all and like scream it out. We can go, guys.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, spiral kind of sounds way too close to being a jab at my mental health. So I'm, um, you know, <sighs> whatever. At least David got to be war, David.
1: Don't worry. I'll, I'll afterward. I'll have. I'll be PTSD, David.
0: <laughs> Camaro, David. Yeah.
2: Balancing out the equation. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, no, uh, I think that um, of like the like shows that you watch growing up, the closest to like Gar was probably Digimon, I feel like it's like a like pretty close, like childhood, like cartoon, I think. Got that coolness. Got the knights.
2: I never watched Digimon. I, I can't comment on that.
0: Digimon is a great show. I think that like that would also be like a fun show to be like, let's watch all of Digimon, <laughs> even the weird fusion <laughs> ones. <laughs>
2: Well, we we do tend to like some weird shit, so...
0: Where did you tap out um, on that show, David? Like, what season was your last season? Three, I think. Oh, I think I watched, like, the weird, like, armor kids, and they didn't have Digimon season.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of that season just because it happened to be on television at the time. Mm-hmm. But seasons that I watched through was one, two, and three. And then that's kind of where it was done for me.
0: I have like a really vivid memory of like watching an episode of that like while I was just like very sick and like trying to like take a bath or something and like a load of the house and I was like, huh, sucks. That's all I know about that show.
2: <laughs> I'm glad it made such an impression on your uh childhood.
0: I mean yeah like some of my um Best memories are being very sick at a bathtub. I don't know.
2: I, you know, and I'm sorry for assuming it was your childhood. This wasn't something that just happened last week, was it?
0: No, uh, my other bathtub memory was like I was like 19, so you
2: know. Oh, gotcha.
0: Uh,
2: I'm not gonna ask about that one if that's what you're waiting for.
0: (laughs) Oh, fair. Uh, it's a not a good story, it's a deadly story. (laughs) But happy October, everybody. (laughs) Speaking of deathly, deadly deadly
2: close enough happy october
0: it is a month of spooks inspectors and, and uh there'll be some uh fun bonus episodes for us but the show we're watching actually garo uh is pretty pretty spooky i think like a lot going on um and uh before we start like in like um uh, like fall uh what have people um uh, like thought about um this show so far like what's your thought like right now on where the show is for like garo Hmm.
1: I think, I, I I mean, I mentioned it a little bit, but I think, like, if this is the level that they're at right now, coming into the end of the series, I cannot wait for these last five episodes, because they are going to go ham. I, I hope they go ham.
2: Yeah, 100%. I really, really have loved the pace of this show. Um, It has seemed to, like, hit all the right beats at the right time, and it doesn't overwhelm you with anything but man these last few episodes we just watched they really stepped up the game it felt like in every aspect and i just couldn't like keep my eyes from being glued to the screen it was intense
0: yeah i'm a little more split honestly like i think i'm kind of um i'm not liking how the role of cower is reduced but i um mm-hmm. i'm pretty positive it's just like making some changes and i'm like how much of this like show changing is going? This intended, but like, like um, we'll get there because I have a couple uh, important things to let you all know before we uh, like get into the episodes, though.
2: Are you about to ruin our lives?
0: <sighs> Next to me, I have two friends, and that would be Dead Ted and Bony Tony. Uh, my blind box Target garbage pill kids, I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
0: Yeah. And apparently like they're the two like Chase variants and they're very nice. Um like Bony Tony um like runs for sixteen dollars apparently. So I'm like like
1: hang on. You're gonna have to describe Bony Tony because my my brain goes to the worst of places with Bony Tony. Okay.
2: Understandable, honestly.
0: So it's like a child who like has like blonde hair, blue eyes. He uh-huh. kind of looks like he's in like Red overalls and a white shirt, so like he looks like Mario when he gets the Fire Flower. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh-huh. And like his um, his like face has like lines on it, like Naruto. So it kind of looks like a Naruto, like Mario. Uh, interesting. Now, most people wouldn't get that detail though, because they'd be focused on the big zipper going down his face. It's like starts with his. It's like entirely oh, can open. He unzip his skin. Yes.
2: Oh, interesting. Cool
0: and his skull is um at the top
1: there so he's like a bony tony uh like that's that's when you said zipper i immediately went to somewhere else and i'm like "Mm, that's an unfortunate naming convention but okay
0: he's not that kind of bony it's Ah, not like smutty pale kids or they'd be called that's bony tony right there
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Can you see the Naruto and the, like, Mario? He, he does
1: kind of look like Naruto, yeah.
2: I, your description was surprisingly apt. Like, my brain was kind of frying trying to picture it, but if if it had ever gotten something coherent, yeah, that's perfect.
0: Dead Ted is uh, less good. but still all right. He looks like a dead Ted Oh. Oh, so he's
1: literally just a corpse. Yeah. That
2: makes me feel stressed out.
1: He's okay. a dead child.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well really really just going for it aren't they
0: yeah just the other ones are like weird kids that were eyeballs and stuff so you know they just whatever mm. but yeah that is our garbage pail kids update Doo-doo. and also i have another subject that i think you all need to be brought in on a situation i've been monitoring in the tokusatsu community okay oh god well, what's happened so I'm going to try to summarize to you off the pod uh me and David had talked about um Geats. Oh yeah mm-hmm. a little bit yep uh the uh m- most recent show However I've been like enjoying that show and one like a little bit more just like scratch the itch So I've been watching Common Rider Revice last year's Kamen Rider oh. season
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> Just judging by everything that I've seen on Reddit, uh, how's that experience been for you? <laughs> uh,
0: hmm. <laughs> we've talked about how this show wasn't covered by me and James Baker because of like the blackface thing of like one of the main characters. We're like, ah, let's not worry about that.
2: Understandable, yeah.
0: <laughs> I had seen like the first four episodes months ago, like when the show like first aired, and then I hadn't watched anything. And all I had seen, like you, was memes of like people putting the other Toku faces on like different characters. And be like, oh, like an Ultraman Trigger, and like Don Brothers beating the shit out of it. So uh,
2: yeah, yeah, it, it, they've been insane.
0: And to know Don Brothers looks really cool. Um, I've only seen like one or that that looks like. If you want to see a different set show, try out that because right now they got uh, some of the weird writers from Kamen Rider that like just smoke and eat fish and like. Oh nice. Make drama. Uh so
2: <laughs> it sounds like something I could get behind honestly.
0: But revise, um I'm just going to try and this does the cardinal sin a whole bunch. But as they get on, they definitely become a little too much. A little too much is going on. So I thought I would try to explain to you what the
1: premise of this show is and see if you could follow along or not. Okay. I, I I kind of know the premise, so I will abstain. <laughs> I think you <laughs> might want to react a little I, bit. Okay. Because
2: I was going to ask David things that I don't understand, so if he's going to Okay, okay.
1: Like, I vaguely know the premise, but maybe <laughs> I think I know more than I actually do. So... Comrade
0: Revice. What's the funnest way to say this? Um it centers on a family a, a family that owns a small business, like a local spa like bath in Japan. Which just like sento. a Yeah, like enough thing, right? Like there might be like a couple of those in like a
1: like city area, like it's a bathhouse. There used to I used to have one like really close to my old house that you could go to it was like five minutes away and you just you just go there for have a bath, I guess. I don't I don't know what you'd use it for.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's Follow a it's a so Japanese far.
1: cultural thing. Very much seems like a communal thing like a sauna might be at like a gym. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. At first it promises to be um okay, here is a family trying to keep their business open and deal with the fact that there's like three children that are like young adults. The main character's 20, his brother's 18, his sister's 16. Like it has a very promising premise because like it's like this year's gimmick is stamps. Now there's like a thing in Japan where like as you travel to like different places, like you'll stamp like your like book or whatever. It's like a big like travel thing.
1: Yeah. Stamp rallies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, cool. OK, I'm sure that works. They work at a place where you get a stamp and their stamp. Sure. But so the main character is um, named Iki Higurashi. He is uh, like 20 years old. And the premise, which I love for these shows, and they have, like, their own, like, weird premise. I'm like, let's have, like, a different kind of protagonist. His premise is that he's a total busybody, like, moral hall monitor dude.
2: Oh, he sounds unbearable already.
0: And, like, he's, like, nice, but, like, when they introduce us, it's like, oh, like, he was this guy that's, like, given up his life to, like, help his family's business. But also, like, he thinks that gives him, like, moral authority over, like, other people. That's cool enough. Um. His younger brother has just joined like Phoenix, which I'll get to Phoenix in a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> his sister likes karate and is like in high school still. His dad's this like YouTuber that like keeps trying to break world records. And his mom is a mom. Okay. As you do. And um <laughs> that is the core Igarashi family. Um he is comrader Revy. He is not commodity Revice, because um the stamps in this show make your inner demons come out. Oh, and his okay. inner demon is Vice, who's common writer Vice. Together, they're Kamen Rider writer Vice, and that involves turning pink and blue, and a lot of body horror, actually, because they like do like cartwheels and stuff, and like put their like hands on like one person's knees and become like different animals. Oh my! Yeah, their first form is they like on his shoulders and um. His face goes like in his ass. They become like a T-Rex. And that's like how the show starts. It's a.
2: As you do. Yeah.
0: So then you're like, okay, cool. What could the trials and tribulations of a small family bathhouse be? Well, introducing the Illuminati Mariachi EDM Goths. I'm done. The dead beds. No, you're (laughs) dead. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. See, this is a 50th anniversary show. And that's why there's Illuminati. I was going to say, like, Illuminati.
2: Illuminati's pretty good. Yeah, I like, a, like that. <laughs> Illuminati. Illuminati, yeah.
0: So the, like, prequel of the show was 50 years ago, a big statue and some stamps were found, and they made people's inner demons come out. And now there's, like, this secret society based around this statue. Okay. They're called the Dead Mans. This statue is, it's a statue of a clitoris named Gif. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not joking about this thing. I'm going to retract my statement of knowing anything about this series because this is not what I expected. Yeah. Uh, I'm not
0: like,
1: <laughs> I'm going to share a picture
0: of the statue really quick. Please
2: do. Please share the group chat here.
0: <laughs> I think sometimes you have to just like be like, hey, guys, not lying here. Seeing is yeah, believing. It's
2: kind of like when you were telling us about Paul Bunyan's dog. Me and David just kept going, what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't make yep. any sense. So you finally showed us a picture, and then it was, oh, okay.
0: So that's GIF.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, uh, mm.
2: You absolutely were not exaggerating.
0: Yeah, yeah uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. GIF or JIF, but it's not moving, so I can't tell. But <laughs> <laughs> GIF is attended to by the dead man's. Now, I'm going to send you a picture of the dead man's.
2: Good, because all I can picture is, like, dead heads, like a bunch of old people following Jerry Garcia around.
0: (laughs) The thing about them is that they're three young people who are in this cult. There's Aguilera, who's being bred to be the uh, bride. Like, since birth, she's been set to be, like, the bride of Gif.
2: Good God.
1: She's, like dressed in like in like a Uh, salsa inspired you you literally were not joking about them being mariachi people no i was not
2: jesus man mex
1: Mexico should be fucking pissed
2: how is everything you describe so accurate
1: in red
0: is uh the bride of the clitoris aguilera she's just kind of wearing like a red dress it's kind of like salsa inspired She, she looks fine um in green is orteca um, who's just like a handsome dude in the green of it. In blue is uh my boy Julio who has a bowl cut and a big <laughs> hat and his and like he should not trust his barber ever, and he's super <laughs> hype at all times.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Oh my god. Now I mentioned how they were um fought by Phoenix, who is um it's pronounced it's spelled f-e-n-i-x so not right but um <laughs> <laughs> but hey um they're just like they're just shields. they just have like a helicarrier and they have like white outfits and some armor and they have white revolvers and stuff and they're like oh for 50 years they fighting these dead mans and like these dead mans are the most successful in a long-time villain and Kamen Rider, because, like, they full-on, like, talk to cops and be like, gracias, dead man. And they'll be like, gracias, dead man. It's like, hail Hydra shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
2: That's incredible. Well, I
1: mean, you said they were part of the Illuminati, right? Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, huh. The show um is
0: interesting starting out, because the first plot line is about somebody who hates the main character for being such a busybody and, like, is trying to kill him. Uh-huh. That's okay. Understandable. It's they there. have an idea how is this busybody gonna help shield fight these mariachi like illuminatis um and what what progresses from there is he gets helped by this rider f- from phoenix and then there's this point where this comrider from phoenix just stops showing up and everyone just starts saying man he's like his body is really failing him huh well anyway and they just like ignore that for 10 episodes as, as this dude's like dying.
2: Oh god.
0: There's this point where um they like keep meeting this other family from their like neighborhoods, like, oh, it's so good to see you. And then like the camera shows like the family like losing all emotion as soon as they're not talking to them and like eerie music playing. And then that just goes nowhere. Um, so there's like this episode where the daughter runs away, stays with this family. It's like a mom, a dad, and like a kid she does like karate with. And then like she goes in their house, she's like, Huh, you guys have no furniture and no pictures and like no food? Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. Wow. Then like several days later, she also does this. Like meets with the family and is like, huh, it's weird. How they're all weird. Then they like the first like six episodes of the show, the mom's just in the hospital after like the events of like the first episode. And then from there, the show is just, like, a lot of, like, fun Kamen Rider. Like, it's got, like, some solid fights. Like, it's, like, his, like, power-ups are based off of past Kamen Riders because it's, like, a 50th anniversary. So it's, like, he's a lion, but also it looks like Kamen Rider Kuga or, like, a mammoth oh, wow. that looks like Deno. Okay. It's fine. It's whatever.
2: Um, <laughs> it's fine.
0: What happens is um, around, like, episode, like, 15, they kind of solve the show. They're like, okay, our conflicts are mostly done, huh? Which, like, a lot of comrade shows will do and, like, restart things with, like, n- new
1: stakes. A new evil bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so what happens is, um, after, like, 10 episodes, they finally address, okay, yep, definitely dying. Definitely, like, this guy that became like Kayla Kamen writer three times is definitely dying. The daughter goes over to the, like, friend's house, And goes in their basement and sees a door to their second basement that's like all like eerie green, goes down there while screaming, Hey guys, are you here? What's up? (laughs) Finds another door to another basement, goes down there, and is like, Oh guys, are you here? And she's like, All right, I'm going home. And she just goes home and nothing happens from this. (laughs) Incredible. What's going on with this show? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. It's just a ride. It's just a it
2: sounds like you know, it's almost a situation where I'd wanna say they started jumping the shark but it sounds like that's the entire premise <laughs> the of the show, show is is
1: jumping the shark
2: yeah that's all it is it's like what is the next completely insane thing we can do that just we'll all agree is nothing to do with anything else but we're gonna make it work
0: and that was a lot and that was breathless but I just I just couldn't get over it I realized, huh it's just about like mariachi that love this statue of a and have bad haircuts and it's kind of
1: insane.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think you understated it, yeah. It's, it's, wow.
1: I knew that there was some weird, like, dying angle, but I wasn't aware of all the other shit that was going on. <laughs> but anyway.
2: <laughs> it's, it, it's so much to unpack.
1: Well, there's the 20-minute review of
0: Common Rider Revice. <laughs> And people, sometimes that's why you just got to have a simple premise or at least wait a little bit to add some stuff. Uh, sorry, guys. I just like had to tell somebody about that.
2: <laughs> it's, you clearly needed to get it off your chest. And after listening to it, I understand why.
0: Uh, and now if you're rushing out, uh, please send me commission for uh, the views, I guess. So don't legally spend money on this show. There's a big blackface guy in it. <laughs> don't do that. But also don't illegally do anything. If you know, you, wink.
2: If you can safely pirate it, do that.
0: We don't get to piracy. Wink. Stuff does. So yeah, um, if you need a new show and you want to just be perplexed, watch that. Uh or watch the Howard Geeks, which is a better show. But uh <laughs> <laughs> well, it's confusing. But anyway, uh let's talk about Garo, guys. So last time on Garo, speaking of statues of
2: Giant. Clitorises? some women's
0: body parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to figure out should we go there? We did. We left off on a true horror story, but now we're off to a uh, slightly slower episode with episode 16 Red Sake. And yeah, so um what happens here is that um this is maybe one of my favorite episodes of the show, if not my favorite of the show.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: I I get it. This this was a really de- decent episode for sure.
0: So Koga is like Going up these like temple steps, and he like he passes by some like clear boundaries and stuff, and um, gets attacked from behind, and then it's revealed that it's actually an old man priest that's like saving him from a spider, and he's like, "Hey, Master Avon he's like, "Hi, I'm Master Avon and he's one of two kinds of priests you can be. And that's an old man. We'll, we'll get to who the other kind later. Mm. <laughs> uh, and they go to Kishak and they talk about um. Oh yes, uh, it's the one day of the year where there's no yin energy, and for the one for, for the first time in ten years, there's no horrors tonight. You should come play some bar chess with me. And I was like, bar chess? That's a game just for the Makai Knights, where they use their like, Magic use their energy power.
1: In. Yeah, like they key. use their <laughs> key, their yin yang energy. I don't know, but like yeah, sure. They
2: kind of leave it dangling on what that actually entails.
1: I I assume it's like. If your yang hangs low, I think, is what they say.
2: That's... Nailed it.
1: I assume it's, like, whatever magical power you have to have to be able to lift soul metal. It's probably, like, literally just their souls, huh? Yeah. I mean, they make make mention of it stealing your... They're like, oh, we're playing for ten years of our life.
2: Yeah. Well, and I notice that every time each of them makes a move um and they're going through like the combat scene of it it seems at least from the way that they shot uh the show that there was a pretty long break period in between each move so it made me wonder if it didn't have like almost an exhaustive or maybe even like slightly painful effect on them every time they did it
0: yeah cuz like even when they like win the fight they're like clearly just like worn out but like yeah when they make a move to like capture a piece, because like um, what Amon says is, "Me and your father played this twenty years ago, but we never got a chance to finish." You're going to play it with me now, and like they're doing like South Park like psychic battles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now I understand why you would link that. That makes sense.
0: In the show's opening, like they have like um, uh, Koga and like Ray like fighting in like shadows, but here it's also it's like also happening and the first time it happens, the like theme starts and they're like just like holding their heads and be like
1: <laughs> Yeah, they're they're literally playing like the most hardcore fucking psychic chess match ever.
2: Yeah. It, it was pretty dope the way that they like showed the um the opposing moves and everything too, like just those little quick shadow vignettes in between each one. I, I thought it was really well done.
0: But, like, the first time, it was, like, five minutes into the episode, and, like, the theme starts playing, like, the climactic battle as they're, like, just playing chess and, like, pushing, like, their, like, key. It's like, this is great. I love this <laughs> shit.
2: Well, and that, the battle music, and I noticed it through several of the episodes, it sounds so freaking familiar to me. I feel like I've, like, heard it in a video game or something, but I, I just cannot pinpoint it.
0: It's the opening. Yeah, it's the
1: opening theme song. I
2: know, but I I legitimately feel like i heard it in a video game somewhere i maybe i'm just crazy or it was on my spotify or something i don't know it just it reminded me of like several battle scenes i've played in video games so
1: well jam project might yeah they might have done work out uh, other places i wouldn't right? be surprised
2: because like... i do tend to like dive into the 99 cent indie games that pop up every once in a while just to give them a shot so it, anything's entirely possible
0: oh um like i've um definitely overspent my tangents but uh today like i saw there's a sequel to let it die out but let it die is a game to play if you like good music that has like an incredible soundtrack because they like just had 30 different artists all make songs in different styles but all named let it die (laughs) (laughs) and they're all great that's
2: awesome yeah i'll definitely look for it i actually um got it my wife had bought me a steam deck for my birthday and it just finally Mm. got here so, this is the first time I've actually been on my personal computer in a while. So, needless to say, when I logged in to, like, get Reaper and everything started, literally everything needed an update or a download. And I was like, see, this didn't happen when I was playing all my video games on the computer.
0: Oh. I mean, I want a Steam Deck.
2: Highly recommend.
0: I like Barchess,
2: <laughs> You guys all donate to the uh, website so Kip can get a Steam Deck.
0: I have, unfortunately, set the precedent that, like, that gets, like, set... The Charity, and I'm not quite the charity for a Steam Deck. I don't think, please. I'm so poor, lonely. Oh, my family needs a Steam Deck,
2: it's the only way we'll survive the harsh
0: winter. Yes, I have to go outside for my PC games, I'll surely perish. What about oh, no, uh, so a like plot point this episode is that, um, there's this like red sake that like that Amon is drinking. That like I looked up, and I guess like. There is Red Saki, but also is like a specialized brand that came out like mm. after this show. So it's just like some weird, like, looks like candle wax or blood. Mm-hmm. And it's like very traumatizing because the like, is like blood.
2: Yeah.
1: My dad had blood. What? My dad had blood.
2: <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that, though, because that was actually I occasionally when I'm watching these, I'll get like a small list of questions I'm going to ask David. And that was one of the questions. Like, is that a thing? Because I, it looked very
1: I, thick it, and viscous. It could be. Yeah, I mean, so it's called Akazake, um, and there's there's a type of drink called Amazake, which is, like, sweet rice wine, but it's, like, it's kind of, like, chunky a little bit, because it's, like, actually made with, like, pieces, like, it has, like, rice pieces in it. It's more like a, it's, like, a very thin, like, rice pudding, but it's also alcohol. So I bet you probably... Yeah, so I bet you what they probably did was take Amazake and then just color it red. Yeah. Yeah, it could be some kind of, like, specific thing that I don't
0: He just burned on. a bunch of crayons. Yeah. I'm tripping balls. I'm 80 years old. <laughs> oh, man, this will take 10 years off your life, but here are you, Shaskoga. So, um, there's lots of, like, references here and later to, like, time off your life, and, like, in the like previous episode like race is something like oh and those like dogs took 10 years off my life so are they like getting punished or is just transforming taking years off their I off have your life no idea
2: I don't know yeah well and especially with not to jump ahead what we kind of find out the watchdogs have been up to this whole time it, it kind of raises more questions in that regard about what they've been doing to the knights
3: yeah
0: there's a fun moment with um Zeruba, where he tries to help, but he's told not to cheat, <laughs> and then like Abin says, "Not correcting that mouth of yours was the worst mistake of my life."
2: That legitimately made me laugh out loud. Like I always love that little bit of snark that comes out when people are talking to inanimate objects.
0: And while they're playing, um, uh, they're talking about like some other characters. Like, there's like, oh, like how's Gonza? And like, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, Gonza's fine. then like, he like can't sneeze, which is a like fun gag, I guess. But um <laughs> And there's like um small scenes like him and Kauru, but also like they start talking about like sokoga, I hear you finally have bitches. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> kind
1: of, yeah. I mean, yeah,
2: that's much like your uh, descriptions of Revice, it's that's uncannily accurate.
0: I like how the show plays with genre where it's like, okay, now, let's do the episode where there's this character that knows everybody enough to just cut through their bullshit. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. guy's just like, You've always rejected people. I know, because clearly for the past 15 episodes, we have a great relationship before I was mentioned. <laughs> but I know, <laughs> but I know you've always rejected love. That's why you're really noble and great. But also, you love now? Is that true?
2: And of course, Kuga being who he is, he was just like, New phone, who this? Like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude
0: he does like talk more open though. He's like, yes, I'm feeling love and I want to protect somebody. He does.
2: It takes him a minute though. He like, when he first says it, he's like all about, no, I don't And you know, trying to do the tough guy thing. But I think like, and that's something I really enjoyed is he takes that moment just in reflex and is like, okay, actually, yeah, I finally found someone that, you know, I, I want to spend time with and who makes my life better. It's really cool. I thought.
0: Yeah. At first he's like, after this until I die. And he's like, no, sorry, you're right. I guess I'll have to take you off, Saruba, my purity ring. Then he's like, I'm not a purity <laughs> ring Koga. I never have been. I
2: never was. In fact, I like to watch.
0: Duh! <laughs> mm. that, oh, that, that's that's actually grosser than before. I Just...
2: hadn't considered the implication there, had you?
0: Oh, get me in there, Koga. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> anyway. Jesus Christ. It's good though because the fruit's almost ripe. The Baranka fruit, oh, <laughs> the, the the MacGuffin fruit. Ah, it's it's deep, rich lore. It's a deep red color. What are you talking about? The deep red color
1: of meaning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, it's no, you're right. I I I, I knew that they were gonna have some kind of thing like this come up in the story because like they're not just gonna kill off Kaoru, but it does, It definitely feels like a little bit like everyone. In the past 15 episodes has been like, oh, she's going to die in 100 days. She's going to die. She's going to die. She's going to die. And then some guy's like, I oh, know. Just get that bitch eat fruit. <laughs> it's called rickets. Get her some
0: fucking oranges
2: <laughs> Or scurvy. God damn it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Scurvy. Not rickets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rickets is a different thing.
2: I, d- I don't know what you treat rickets. <laughs>
1: I'd be a bad doctor.
2: <laughs> You're a horrible doctor. If your license wasn't already revoked, you'd be in big trouble, mister.
0: How to get a license in the first place? I don't know how to get revoked. Oh, You
2: no. <laughs> probably just applied for it in Florida.
0: Help me, dead man. <laughs> There's some other conversations like they're having too about, like, oh, and like, I'll be dying soon. And he's like, are you sure? I mean, yes, it's plot relevant, <laughs> but also, <laughs> <laughs> my apprentice, Jobby. <laughs> Um Is also like a woman now, and we see like a quick glance of the other kind of priestess, which is um a young woman in hot pants. It's, it's, there's two kinds. It's
2: the Mortal Kombat, uh, description of a person right there
0: mm. is very like fighting game. you be like, ah, an old master, and then a 19 year old in hot
2: pants. Yeah. It's a natural progression, right?
1: I mean, she's wearing like long robe things, like, you know. I know, but it's like, there's,
0: you, you could be an old man, you might sometimes be able to be a, like, young man if you're, like, a real coward, <laughs> you could be, like, 22 years old and in, like, hot pants, or you can be an older woman, but only if you knew and used to be hot for somebody's dad. Has the four kinds of, like, priests there could be, I bet. But no, uh, <laughs> that's just genre. Mm. It's, just, like, lots more things, like, oh, um... The Makai Fire is weakening. It means the giant horror is coming.
1: Okay, yeah, like sure. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen nothing to indicate that that's the case. Right. So we're just like, all right, sure. You should really watch
0: the first thirty or so episodes of Comrade epic David because it is honestly just as good as like Garo. Just and then they changed it and were like, let's make this a different show that's bad. Mm. <laughs>
2: That's a hard sell, right?
0: It does a lot of this like better at showing how things are changing, because that show spends like 12 episodes just being like, oh, hey, things are bad, like prophetically bad, like generational, like legendarily bad right now. Right. He also says that Barago might be alive, and then like Koga's like, no, he can't be alive. If he's alive, he probably killed by dad. Oh, no, it was just some horror. <laughs>
1: How how did he like not make that connection already? Like Yeah. I mean I guess as like the the viewer were like oh this is obvious Are you dumb.
0: His dad was like basically fighting like a like ring rafe like just like a dude <laughs> yes, in the essentially, sword. right? Yeah. yeah. And like like uh, this might like uh be where he finds out like there's also a legend of a Makai knight the eight whore. he's like oh really? I should do that. <laughs> And also, your enemies could become your opposite, but your friends could be your opposite. He's like, what? Sorry, your friends can become your enemies. <laughs> the opposite is always true. I was like, huh, I wonder if this is going to matter.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I love that his reaction made it look like that was a lot more, like, deep statement than it actually
0: was. Koga is severely homeschooled.
2: Yeah, yeah, he definitely has Yeah, that he vibe. doesn't
0: have much worldly experience. Like he's hung out with a butler most of his life.
2: That's true. Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: And the episode ends. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. Like he just like is like, oh, what's this? A train? I thought this only existed in like the special room. The train room.
2: If we're moving to 17, we might want to do a bit of a trigger warning.
0: Uh no, first, um, the end of sixteen though, is that like he loses. Um He doesn't lose. He's
1: about to lose.
0: So, so Koga like rallies and and like believes himself and is about to lose anyway oh uh, <laughs> when Ava's like let's stop like your dad and
1: i did he's like ah you can come play me again in 20 years knowing full well he'll be fucking dead
2: yeah it was a really sweet moment though i liked that
1: and
0: then in the forest co- comes coward to see koga and meet him and be like welcome home to this forest <laughs> and we see his version of the ending and Now it's number 17, Fish Tank, which uh, there's probably a more comprehensive way to do, like, content warnings, like, than we have in the show. But this, like, does have some slightly, the violence here is definitely closer to real violence with, like, what's going Mm -hmm. on, so.
2: Yeah, and the only reason I brought it up was because David mentioned it in the chat, and then when I started watching the episode, I was like, okay, I see what he means. This, This is a little disturbing, so... Yeah, just I mean it's just, like, just in case if anybody's like squeamish about gore and detailed uh visual effects. So content
0: warning for razor blades and like hand and wrist stuff. Yeah.
1: It's weird, yeah, because it's not it's not like outright like gory, like people aren't getting like cut up and you're seeing like blood everywhere. But like it is just like really fucking just like kind of just Really cringe, like makes me cringe when I see the dude doing the shit with the razor blade. It's it's "Ah, kind of
2: intense in its minimalism. I think if they had showed more, you could almost like play it off as them just trying to be overly gory. But I think they balanced it too well to where it looked just way too realistic.
0: So, content warning for self harm, for razors, for like hand-based like bleeding stuff. Um, it's not in a normal self harm context, but it is like definitely those same kind of like triggers well said so uh we see another returning toku actor here um tonuma is a programmer but he is um he is played uh by the same actor shinji Kasahara um as played a uh, time fire in a uh, mirai sentai time ranger which if you ask some people was the last good sentai show
2: <laughs> interesting <laughs>
0: I don't agree with that, but like it just like was a show that was dark in certain ways, like other shows didn't get to be. It was like mm-hmm. the two thousand or like ninety nine show. Um, yeah,
2: when everything was dark. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you ever heard Power Rangers Time Force, Time Force, <laughs> Time Force, uh, that's uh what that show is based off of. He's the sixth ranger in that show, who's also red, but he's like looks like he's fire and not just red. Oh,
2: cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. So known dude there but um here he is um just walking home and he sees there's some trash and there's a fish in it, like fish tank he's like oh you've been abandoned by society too come home with me so he's like this incel programmer basically
2: <laughs> yeah essentially it yeah it's like a little beta fish he's picked up too which i thought was a neat little detail
0: he has those fish but like haru is like a goldfish or something right at first uh,
2: yeah that's what i was saying. It, it looked to me like a beta fish but i'm not entirely sure because like the whole uh atmosphere during those scenes is very dark and it primarily yeah, it's also very on, cloudy yeah like, in like the this kind of tank. mystical look yeah yeah so it was, you didn't really get a whole lot of detail on not only the fish but like his office anything about that it all had this like slightly obscured feeling to it
0: he cuts himself because he like brought home this fish in like a messed up mason jar so he cuts himself but some blood goes down and then like the fish like eats it and then like he likes that he's like "Ah, your eyes you hate society too (laughs) is that's projection dude no wonder you're gonna
2: yes seriously
0: so this is where the show is like taking a change from like it's much more like not fairy tale but it's like very much like a like short story and then Koga shows up in like mm-hmm. certain episodes, which I like, but it's definitely like darker in ways I don't think it necessarily needs to be, and like a little like nihilistic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. I will say though that the uh, the actor you were just talking about that plays that programmer, I could not stop thinking this entire episode about how freaking wonderful he was for that role because everything he does like with his physical movements and his facial expressions is just it honestly is a little bit terrifying how great he plays off this kind of psychopath and it just uh, he just blew me away i was like i haven't seen the other show he's in but he was just phenomenal
1: yeah he's pretty good
0: i know that his role um i know why i won't say but his role gets referenced whenever they're doing like generational like tributes and stuff in like sentai Mm -hmm. he gets referenced like i think last year there was it was also the 45th like anniversary of like sentai and um one of the characters got a giant robot that was just their face on his giant robot from like 2000 so it's like 21 years later (laughs) so he's like a well-liked character for a reason oh got it the like slightly darker more nihilist like more going into like certain tropes would be I wouldn't mind it as much if it wasn't also these episodes are like reducing Kauru to screaming and like being in peril Yeah, in a role. She
2: she definitely starts to take on a lot of that um, trap that we've talked about just with almost every common Rider we've watched so far where they have a really great dynamic female character. And then once it starts to get toward the end, they kind of start pushing her into the corner and making her much more one dimensional yeah. and she's definitely suffering from that. But I mean she has a couple of good moments. It just doesn't feel like her personality is shining as much as it has been.
0: For me it's also like a little worse cuz she's like also just she's not like doing other acting besides like ruddy and crying.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: For Koga though, like he's talking about like the fruit with like Gonza and he's like, "Oh, like what do I want to save her? What happened? Like why do I like her?" And then we don't see him for a long time, uh but we do see that uh Tonoma has a take now for Liharu, who's crying like a baby for blood
2: yeah <laughs> yeah that that was one of the more distressing scenes of this episode.
0: <laughs> She's a big fish now, and this is where he is like bandaged up, and like they show him like cutting his like fingers open for blood for her
1: yeah, it's so just like ugh. yeah.
2: And like I said before, I think it's just because it's it's not done in an overly Hollywood way. It's done like almost if you were sitting watching someone doing this and it's just it it adds to the, the goosebumps, I think, for me.
0: And like I like that, like it's like just here's Little Shop of Horrors and also five minutes of like this show as well. But it's just like, ah.
2: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And I'm not saying that, like, to be negative in any way. That's exactly what made it so impactful. Like, you felt what he was going through and, like, kind of a little bit of his mental torture and why he was reacting to this fish the way he was. Like, and they did a lot of it without words. It was just those visual effects. But I think that's probably why it was so disturbing because it no, did. Yeah. It was so close to home, almost. I don't know. We
0: immediately... Believe- Oh so.
2: no, I was just gonna say it like it gave me the the creepy crawlies, but in a really good way, just because it was like I said, it was done perfectly.
0: Speaking of done perfectly, this transitions um to I actually have this wrong here, but um No, it transitions to just golm's feet and legs for some reason, <laughs> but we find out later why there's a lot of feet. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm just the kind of Japanese shows that I want to watch aren't the like preteen feet ones. So, like, please stop that, Garo. Please stop.
2: <laughs> oh God! Yeah, acting like it's a Dan Schneider show or something. Sorry, too soon.
1: <laughs> oh no!
2: <laughs> My, bad.
0: My bad. How about we just ban girls from having feet? That's not right. That's not what I mean. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> feet in shows. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Don't show any body well, part. Speaking
2: of having incel moments.
0: No. I, not like that.
2: Those women with their feet.
1: What a bunch of hussies. A
2: bunch of harlots.
1: Those feet having sloughs.
2: She uncovered her ankles. Put her in the stocks this moment.
0: Maybe it's just me. I was like, oh, man. I know there's wiki feet, so whenever Like, I see somebody's feet, and show them, I'm like, I feel bad for you. You're on the wiki now. Like, <laughs> just don't show. Just don't show unpurposefully I, I just, somebody's top th- top five search body parts. That's what I'm saying.
2: I didn't know wiki feet was a thing until you said it, and it kind of stresses me out oh, it, because yeah, I thought I knew about wild. all the perverted internet yeah. stuff.
0: A couple of years ago there was like an IGN live stream where they were like <laughs> checking if they were on like WikiFi and they were like the female hosts oh were cuz they like that's played so some like connect game or weird. something. <laughs> so yeah. So never
2: mind this episode isn't really that disturbing anymore. There's worse shit out there.
0: Not as bad as WikiFish. Oh god. Uh, but no.
2: Oh, that's the one that the uh the dude from our last show runs right? <laughs> He's just trying to reel you in.
0: Uh, no woman want him fish fear him Is the opposite of what's going on here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as it should be.
0: But uh, so, yeah. So preteen girls are worse than old men eating rice in my book. Mm. As far as our, yeah, no, managers. I agree
2: with you. I, I would 100% rather watch someone eating rice than I would anybody's feet on screen, but especially preteen girls.
0: And better than eating rice, fight seeds. <laughs> Here's our ranked list of things that happened in Toku. <laughs> fight seeds, eating rice, feet. Okay.
2: Instead of BuzzFeed, we're going to be Toku Feed.
0: That has to be a thing. or like It probably is. More probable, though, is that Toku feet. So start that. Anyway. Uh, this guy is not bloody enough for this fish that he's taking care of. So he, like, meets with this manager. His
1: boss? Yeah, some kind of lady. I don't know what she is exactly.
0: She's kind of dressed like she's down to clown, though. Yeah, a little bit, which, I mean... Not to say that maybe she is, but, you know.
1: Maybe she's...
2: Well, no, and that's I think that's what made it so confusing, because she kind of, like, in the beginning, he addressed her and she carried herself like a boss, but then she, like, strips off her clothes and starts tossing herself around the building. So I was like, is she an escort or maybe she's just like a friend of his? Like, I I, I could not figure that out to save my life.
0: Unless he's like an incel gigolo and he's like, oh, like, I won't fuck you. I'm sorry. I have to take care of my fish.
2: (sighs) That's probably a thing. Like, aren't there people who pay to get like financially dominated? (laughs) He might just be like, come over and tell me how fucking useless I am. I'm
1: totally into it. It's possible. Yeah, I couldn't. I could not parse the kind of relationship they had there.
0: It seems like she's his boss, but also she's mocking him because she thinks it would be cool if she had sex with this weird nerd, I guess. Yeah,
2: it's weird. Like the whole dynamic is yeah. weird. And
0: then like, she's like running around and he like gets behind her with his knife and then like hides it when she's looking. Like, oh yeah, let's go in this room. And she's like, okay, he, like prove you can beat me up in this room. Ooh. And he's like, all right. And then she's like, what's this fucking tank? Is he like, my personal, like, my trigger is I don't like whenever, like, somebody gets, like, cut in the, like, Achilles tendon. Like, I was, like, a tall person. I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I visibly flinched at that. I mean, I it made a lot of sense for, like, the direction the plot was going. And I should have expected it. But still, there was just this really uh, deep physical reaction to it when it happened.
0: She gets put in the tank and, like, gets got, but, like, her hand is, like, a wedding ring, and he starts laughing and sees the wedding ring, and then, like, the fish has the, like, ring, and he's like, oh, I need to get more people. He gets the schoolgirl, and then, like, Koga, he hears, like, her earrings ring and goes to stop his truck, and then Zaruba's like, he's just a human serial killer, don't worry about it. Oh, that was so
2: fucking bizarre to me. He's never exhibited that type of behavior before.
0: Is he worried that, like, actual police will come for Koga?
2: That would be a legitimate fear. I mean, he dresses Maybe, weird. I he guess. does weird shit. He carries weapons on his person. Like, he would be a target for the police in a major area.
0: And, like, throughout this episode, like, Koga's questioning, like, his Makai code. Like, sh- should I protect even bad people? Should I stop bad people that aren't horror? Is the, and that's, like, cut with, like, him talking to, like, Kaur, but, like, oh, you protect me always completely and then like that also happens with like the man and his fish who like now has a head and like an upper body but she has no legs
2: yeah they have the exact same interaction that really tripped me up
0: yeah and um tanuma like says oh yeah like i'll definitely protect you in a way that koga doesn't say he's going to do because then he needs to use cowra as bait because he can't find the serial he he's like oh well If the seer is a horror or not, he'll find Kauru. That's (laughs) just her luck.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that that was another way that the writers were really clever with how they uh, did those interactions was by showing the difference between Koga and crazy guy. Of course, crazy guy does that like overly confident thing of, Oh yeah, I'll totally protect you knowing that he doesn't have a lot of like power. Like he, He's shown that repeatedly in the show and Koga not saying anything and knowing that he can pretty much take care of anything that comes into his path. Like, I thought that was a really cool distinction to make between the two guys.
0: I think it's interesting, too, that um, Koga's feelings have changed, but he hasn't actually tried to, like, take charge of how he feels. Like, he's like, oh, I'll help her. He hasn't like talk to her about like the lie and like that comes up later. Mm-hmm. And, like it's not like a done issue by the time we like reach like these episodes either though. Because it's just like, oh, I just didn't tell you this major thing about your life. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah which is why it's interesting to kind of because I think us as the viewers, you know, we have a more like big picture view of the world at large. So I think that that kind of adds to the anticip- anticipation of the viewer to be like, well, when's it going to come out? You know, because you know it's going to, regardless. So I, I kind of like the way that he keeps putting it off, but not in a way that you know doesn't make sense either. Like you understand his motivation behind how he's doing things, whether you agree with it or not.
0: The other emotion that they have for a show besides like terror, his episodes is can you just be really like super like puppy love would just be like. Oh, you want me to draw something for you? Oh, that's great. Yeah, like I'll draw this. <laughs> and she's like left alone in this park drawing list thing. She's like, oh, I'm alone in the park. Nothing bad ever happens to be here. Doot doot doot. Oh, you want me to draw your pet <laughs> <laughs> at your house? Yeah. Uh coward.
2: I yeah, and I kind of I I wondered if that interaction wasn't um supposed to be justified by the fact that she had previously had that conversation with him where he said he would be looking out for her so it kind of seemed like that would almost justify why she would make such a dumb decision but you know thinking about it logically after everything else she's been through she should run screaming if any strange man comes to talk to her like honestly she has had no positive interactions
1: at this point I, i just think it's weird like you know, she's like, oh, you, you know, you said you protect me and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, like, he hasn't not been doing that. Yeah. He just hasn't been 100% honest with you about, like, why he's protecting you.
2: Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, up to this point, she doesn't really have an idea of how much he's protected her from either because of how secretive he is and, like, how much of the yeah, fighting and, and She
1: doesn't even care to ask. Exactly.
2: Either. Yeah. And that kind of does get pointed to a, a couple of episodes from now. Uh, which i appreciated because that was a great fucking call out but yeah like there's a lot that she doesn't understand but she thinks she knows and same with him to be honest and that's why it plays so true to life i think
0: And i'll have like more to say when we're deep in it but this is also just like the like romance novel like genre shit where it has to have this huge lie between them that threatens to like destroy their love it's like ah like this is years before, like, we even were having the conversation of, man, if people just talked to each other, most TV shows would be over.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. And, you know, it, the way that they interact with each other, at least especially in the earlier episodes, is kind of toxic. But on the other hand, you have to think about it from his perspective, too. Like, she's only seen a little bit of this. So if he started to, like, do these deep, in-depth explanations, it's like her head would probably explode. So he's probably trying to save himself the stress of, you know, having to deal with her trauma after that too, which, you know, not saying that's good or bad, just that might be kind of what his rationale is.
0: There's a difference though, between like just being a shithead to somebody and like being a shithead to somebody that you like know and love It's like yelling at somebody in traffic versus like yelling at somebody in your passenger that's seat, true. you know? Yeah. Koga sees her get picked up and this guy's like, I was fucking right. that guy was bad. And also like follow them to see her paint his pet, which is also just like, I don't have the pet come to what kind of pet first Kauru? Please always ask yeah. that.
2: <laughs> Seriously.
0: And they don't have like an instant answer. You say, sorry, <laughs> I'm calling the police.
2: Yeah. You're not gonna trick me again, Mr. Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. Like
3: <Exactly. laughs> an A.
0: Oh my god, the culture like, people post pictures of like, some woman from the 50s, like, oh look at the culture we've lost. The culture we've lost is not having America took his thoughts to where Joe Exotic shows up in it. That'd be incredible.
2: Please, 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 let's do a bonus episode just on uh, fucking Tiger King.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh
2: I know, but it would be so much fun.
0: That, that show did two really bad things. One was showing somebody commit suicide on camera and the other yeah. was misgendering somebody who they knew their proper gender a day for
2: that's true yeah anytime i get too caught up in this nostalgia of you know when we thought the pandemic was only going to be two weeks then i suddenly remember how actually problematic that show was but yeah it, when i was still young and innocent tiger king was the best thing that ever fucking happened to me so
0: carol baskets <laughs> that bitch
2: carol baskets
0: so that is kind of like. That could be like a like horror, like oh, like Carol Baskin ate her husband, and she's a horror. Can you believe okay, that? Okay,
2: well, I already started my list, and I think that just made number four. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> cause like, god damn it, there goes my Halloween rotation.
0: That's not a good Halloween show, like a Tiger Cake.
2: Okay, I'll cross it off. That bitch Kip.
0: <laughs> bitch Kip is my uh, dancing name anyway um so while he's following her with the serial killer he like sees a bunch of other horrors of there, just like generic ones has to fight them off He's like oh no and they like show gom being like ha 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 ha, ha, ha. british accent ha ha ha, ha 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 we can't believe that you have to learn the difference between killing horrors and saving people <laughs> more of, of of like just some like screaming and yelling and like getting like her hands sliced open from my cower before kogus shows up smashes the Cumbie fish yep. tank and we see the real horror it was a weird mermaid mm-hmm. great costume
1: awesome awesome fucking costume just, mm-hmm. just
2: like because you know if you read the stories are so much darker than like the Walt Disney versions and that to me would probably have been like for <laughs> the little mermaid exactly what I imagined
0: there's one scene where there's like zoom in on the mermaid's nipples It was like what's this
1: about
2: when she dies I that's such a big problem with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's weird.
2: Yeah, here's this dead mermaid body. Let's focus right in on those rock hard nipples. Yep, we got it, boys.
0: It's not even like she got like
1: never bite. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing? Like it? It is like it is zero. It is like negative ten percent sexual. So it's it's very weird.
2: Uh, yeah, that's the problem, because the camera angle and the way it was shot made it look like it was supposed to be sexual. But anybody who has just watched this episode is going, oh, God, please make it stop.
0: She got her head sliced off. So makes no sense for her to be pokies or should be slicey. Anyway, uh, yeah,
2: there's a lot of issues going on there.
0: <laughs> I do like how he like becomes a Garo just to slice her once. That was really cool to me.
2: Yeah yeah um and and honestly when he's got her or uh not her the uh the boyfriend kind of pinned against the wall watching all the emotions fly across his face that was another leg scene where i was like man that's a fantastic fucking actor right there
0: his whole struggle is hey don't kill people it's like but he's clearly (laughs) as bad as a horror He's like no it's okay
1: hmm right yeah, cause he was he was ready to just fucking put that sword through that dude. Which honestly, true. Do it. Probably should have done it. Probably should have done it.
0: Though, if the like horror's body goes away, like like and now it just looks like a murder
3: scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: If she ate all the bodies, though, there's no evidence he did
1: anything, right? I suppose so. That's tr- well, except for the dead body is gonna leave after stabbing you through the chest.
0: Oh, true. Yeah.
2: And that'd be pretty tough to explain why there's not shame. like
1: they could track that back to him in any way, right. right? That's true. Maybe they could. I don't know.
2: I don't know. He'd probably just have Gonza go clean the crime scene.
0: Hey, Gonza, can you go clean the crime scene? Just like fucking um Heechee the killer, like that kind of thing. Just like oh, like the whole crime to being like uh, cleaned up.
2: Oh, I was thinking more like Alfred was Batman, but I was probably just you know off in my little uh comic book universe there.
0: That's why Batman doesn't kill
2: because Alfred was sick of that shit.
0: Uh, But the end of this episode, though, is that the fish head then, like, is still alive even though it was, like, cut at the mouth and starts talking. Here's the truth. You're being used as bait. You're going to die. She doesn't tell her that she's going to die. Like, like are just the bait thing. Right. And then we get, like, the big, like, breakup scene from, like, this made me think of the scene from the end of the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie where it's, like, a, like, whole, like, elevator scene like, Anastasia, Christian, elevator closes. Because <laughs> she, like, <laughs> Takes the ring off, and is like, Azuruba, oh, take this back. Like It comes off as a silver tear. And she says, Koga. And then she runs away crying like she's going to keep
1: doing for a while. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much all she does in the next three episodes. Uh, yeah. is she, this is, Until Gonza tells her she's an uh, idiot. Yeah,
2: this is about the point where she's pretty fucking unbearable to watch for a while.
1: I have a
0: lot to say on what Gonza does there, honestly, but (laughs)
2: let's get there first. That's that's another one or two.
0: (laughs) So 18 world charm. Koga sad. Has her notebook and cow is seeing horrors everywhere. And at this point, I'm kind of assuming because she's like close to the end of her hundred days. She's starting to see things for real Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. sense things. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I I was wondering about that, too, why that was suddenly so strong with her, especially because she'd taken the ring off, which had been kind of what directed her before. Um, But that makes sense. like she's starting to see the world as it is.
0: Koga is very angry in training when he finds out that Eamon has been murdered and he flashes back all his memories for him two episodes ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It
2: was literally just like an episode recap. I mean, they're
1: the most recent. (laughs) They're the most recent memories.
0: Then... Somebody shows up at the watchdog's realm and steals a bunch of their knives. Like, they're like the souls of like the like killed horrors and like.
1: Yeah, because when they kill the horrors, they put the swords in the fucking wolf mouse and then like the knives come out afterward. And
0: Kodama starts to fight this Maki priest. And then they fight outside. Then, like, he's doing like weird like Kabuto from like Naruto things with his like fingers (laughs) and like. Oh, this fight is fucking cool. It is, it is
2: badass as hell.
1: Jabby like... Yeah, Jabby's there. Mm-hmm. She's she's so fucking good. Like, the actress is so fucking oh, good. Oh, yeah, she's
2: phenomenal. Oh, that's actually my second David question for this set of episodes. Yes. So when she's fighting and she's uh fighting off uh homeboy's attack, she puts a kanji up in the air. Do you know what that do you
1: uh, remember what that was? I would have to see what the kanji looked yeah, like. Yeah,
2: damn it. I should have gotten a screenshot, but I just remember seeing it and being like, "Oh, damn, I wonder what that means."
1: Oh, you mean where she like paints a thing and then like fucking lightning comes out?
2: I I can't remember if it was that scene or the one where she just straight up repels the butler's attack. And it might be the same okay. kanji. I I wasn't looking at it that Give
1: cold. me a second. We can continue talking about it. I'll, I'll... We'll I kind of assumed it, it was just get. like lightning, because that's like yeah, that. How or I sometimes. was thinking it
2: might be like shield or protection, or you know, God knows. It might be. Let me let me take a look. oh
0: for Joby though, like she's got like hot pants, some cloaks. She has like
2: she looked like a Mortal Kombat character.
0: Very much. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. She's badass.
0: She looks cool as shit. She looks like an original character from Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Honestly, oh, that's what yeah, it looks yeah. like.
2: And I will just go ahead and say in advance, like, when we start talking about our favorite characters, she's top of the list, because just I know she doesn't get a whole lot of screen time, but she makes the most of what she has.
0: I did laugh when uh, Kodama chases her to a Toku overpass that's, like, been in so (laughs) many fight scenes.
1: Fight down at the Toku overpass. (laughs) That's my new novel.
2: Yeah, I I think i definitely had a good laugh over that because i was like i've seen this before and then i was like yeah in every single show kip and i've ever watched this exact like oh my god right here
0: (laughs) if i was a kid in japan in like high school middle school i would totally be like let's go fight over by this toku (laughs) filming place let's go fight by these stairs and like by the porn pool let's go fight guys
2: (laughs) the porn pool The one where all the sexy preteens show their feet.
0: You know about like the porn pool, right, David?
1: Oh, 100%. Of course I do. Come on. I live in Japan. How could you not? He's in it every weekend. What are you talking about? I'm not 100% sure where it is, but I know it's in Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) So it's
0: this pool that like shows up in like a bunch of porn, I guess. And like it also like has been in some Toku shows where they've like.
1: Because it's like this like weird
0: rooftop like pool, right?
2: Oh, got
0: it. It is iconic as a black leather couch, you know?
2: I was about to say it's like the equivalent of the American black leather couch. (laughs) Like we see that and we know some shit's about to go down. Sometimes literally. Yeah. Don't at me.
0: Something that was really funny, though, is like I saw that a bunch of anime had drawn in that room for like scenes.
2: That's fucking amazing.
0: So, like, fairy tale or, like, One Piece had a scene, like, at the porn couch for some reason?
2: Why we can't have nice things, guys. This is exactly it right here.
1: So hang on. Jabi blocks, like, his fucking laser beam thing with the, the kanji? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that one. Ah, okay, here. Yeah, right here. Um, I It's, like, at a s- tilted angle, so it's a little bit hard to read what it says. It might also be, like, not real, because they have, like, those, like... Yeah, that's entirely lips.
2: possible. <laughs>
1: It is 100% an actual kanji okay. but it's so stylized I can't tell exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah,
2: and they might have done it on purpose just to make it kind of like dreamlike. It's
1: it's like you know when when the Garo uh, like title screen comes up, right? Oh, yeah. Like it shows the kanji for Garo, but it is so like stylized, mm-hmm. it's so hard it looks to read. like If it was in like looking
2: at it down a hall or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Um she gets away though like after like throwing lightning and having like um she, what's it called she has like various like razigans like thrown at her from like him it's like, mm-hmm. like like all this stuff and like throws it back his voice
1: <laughs> russing gun yeah yeah
2: i think that's why it was fun though because they were both like utilizing these very specific styles that we haven't gotten to see before in this show so, seeing them face off against each other and both, like, kind of having all these slick moves was a lot of.
1: It finally uh, showed how strong. Uh, Kodama? What's his face is. Yeah.
2: And we've been waiting on that.
1: Kodama. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, he's like, his, like, one finger fucking laser beam thing is like blowing holes in concrete walls, right? So, if, like, you get hit by that, you're going to fucking right.
0: die. And, like, the only time that, like, we see him respond is, like, he gets, like, kicked in the throat. And then later he's like, is like, oh no, you're about to become like gar, I gotta stop that shit because that's like another mm-hmm. level. And like that's a cool yeah. thing, too. However, not as cool. In fact, a party foul is Kaoru, who wakes up at her therapist office.
2: <laughs> that guy just makes my skin crawl. I cannot get past it.
0: He lets her stay there, and also like later he's talking to her. And my note was Dr. J Pop is at his most Dracula as he lets Karu stay to his village. <laughs> That's just true. That's just what happens.
2: I love it. That's so, good canon.
1: Right from now, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Okay. Based off of I've, I've taken this screen cap, and I want you to look at the screen cap with me. Based off this screen cap, I'm going to make a prediction by the end of the series.
2: Okay. Oh, good God.
1: Yes. So here's the screen cap. I know where Based you're going. Based off the screen cap, this man is Barago, 100%.
2: You know what? I'm with you.
1: And what and why I think this is that if you look at his necklace, it looks exactly like the fucking swords, the small tiny swords that, that they sense. get from killing horrors.
0: As soon as Kodama bowed to Baraga, I was like, "Oh, it's not Kodama. Has to be like Mister J Pop over here."
2: That makes sense, and it honestly, like, it once again pointing to great acting. But the reason why he makes my skin crawl is because the actor is really great about doing like those. Um, unguarded moments in the therapist when she's not looking directly at him and he makes a really crazy face he's done that a couple of times and it's like this really quick right. thing but yeah I wouldn't at all be surprised if he turned out to be like the BBEG of this entire world right here
0: a great toku character super Dracula, but also he could totally fit in as a trailer park boys character yeah which is what I always look for in my toku characters same. <laughs> if they had fucking Momotaro syndrome, Mark Boys oh and Kai, damn, they'd I never would have a party. I would
2: have the time of my life. Momotaro's in anything, to be perfectly honest.
0: Where'd you get that drink? I brought it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> so um, Koga gets some sketchy orders. He's like, "Hey, why would I do this? Why would I kill her? Why weren't those things at the Buckeye?" and he's told, just do it, we told you, it's a great fifth house. He's like, fuck off. And then he leaves.
2: Yeah. I love that though, because they've always painted him as like such a creature of like the mission and the orders and this, that and the other and kind of watching his development over the course of the last I don't know, seven or so episodes of becoming like really much more independent in his thinking and kind of examining his motives for everything. That's that made this scene so much more satisfying.
0: Mm-hmm. We've seen real hints, though, of like that one episode last time where like it was like the once in every 500 years, there's 100 horrors They're like, oh, sorry, there is thousands more of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had like signs up to this point that this was not like an institution that we entirely needed to put all the trust in.
0: As an American, I have trouble not putting my faith in the three little girls on some swings to, like, run our country.
3: Yeah, they're, like,
1: <laughs> they're, they're very, they're just super duper suspect, like, they've always kind of been suspect, but you kind of, like, you know, you went along with it because everything else was also kind of, like, weird and gothic, oh, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, like, you know.
2: They fit into yeah. the world, uh, like, they're he's weird, probably just. fit in.
1: Yeah, they're weird, but they make sense. But now it's like, looking back on it, I mean, you're like, these people were clearly, clearly evil motherfuckers and just, like, the other people just didn't know better.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: When has a little girl been in Toku for good?
1: Never. Also
2: a very good point. Uh,
1: Deno. True.
2: One of the things that really seals it, though, in this episode is, like, you... Obviously, like even with the stuff with Kuga, you could almost think that maybe he's being a little irrational because of his feelings for, you know, the girl. But then when Ray comes in, the way that they manipulate him, like, really puts the nail on the coffin. Manipulate him. You're right. Like they barely do anything, and he's just a dumb puppy. I uh...
1: yeah. (laughs) They're just like, "Yo, go kill Koga." He's like, "All right, right,
2: yeah, 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 totally." Yeah, but that's okay. the thing. Like when you watch some like blatantly <laughs> lie to him, is the exact confirmation that you needed the entire time to like stop second guessing it. Like these are legitimately not okay people.
0: However, they do just say make it canon. We'll bring your lover back to life, and he's like, "Oh, my sister lover." Like, yes, your sister lover, canon, your lover. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do this.
1: Yeah. They do say that, don't they? Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's so weird because it never even gets mentioned that like they had had this sibling relationship before. Ugh.
0: And there's this point where like he asks how they're gonna bring her back, and they're like, oh, we'll use his power. And he's like, who's he? And they're like, don't worry about that. Don't ask needless like, yeah. questions. Don't ask questions, <laughs> dummy.
2: And he is a Makai Knight is just like, okay, and then goes off to murder someone. What the fuck, man? Come on.
0: And like he's been missing for like a few episodes, it's very funny to see him come back and just be like the worst. But um, so Koga and like Jabi like talk and they flirt and they're like, ah, growing up, huh? And then they fight, and then eventually, after he gets like beat to shit for the whole fight, he just slaps her <laughs> and <laughs> wins the fight because that's how things work in the show. Like he just keeps slapping women and make it I was about to say points.
2: like that. That kind of becomes his default in this set of episodes. Like, oh, that woman's you know acting all hysterical and such just slap the shit out of her she'll be fine
0: i finally learned my father's hidden technique
1: i mean f- fucking jabby was just like beating his ass like yeah no problem
0: it's like on like um on, like tv tropes like there's like a trope for like the designated like female restraint spot where it's like if you grab a woman by like her like upper shoulders, she's like can't respond she's like completely <laughs> helpless grab
1: her by the wrist she's like no
2: yes yeah, she freezes in place yeah which is you know i it's a woman can 100 percent confirm that you grab me by my shoulders and i just reset to factory settings it's incredible
0: it's just
1: like those goats yeah. that like fall over
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly well it's it's so funny because she just actually like handing koga his fucking ass which he like pins him to the fucking tree is and like flags his and shit by yeah. His head yeah and she's like you ain't shit koga like fuck you <laughs>
0: uh,
1: anyway um
0: <laughs> it's true though she just like is way cooler and stuff and like then he's like
1: i slap you and i almost kiss you he's like well i guess we're friends now <laughs> She she is a very cool, like, compared to uh, Rey and, and Koga, she's a very cool, like, mix of, like, acrobatics, martial arts with, like, weird weapons, and then, like, magic. Like, she just doesn't hold back. Like, she's just like, oh, I need to shoot lightning? I'll shoot lightning at you. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, cool, because it's not something we've seen other characters in this show do at yeah. all.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, then like her personality she has such a good balance between being someone who like has this wisdom to share and also being someone who's slightly unhinged. And I just enjoy that. Like she's a super entertaining character to watch every time she's on screen.
0: And then Ray shows up and he's gathered coward, but like, I'll protect you. And then she's like, I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And once again, she has no reason to trust this guy. And she just walks off with him, like, I oh, yeah, fine, whatever.
0: And she had, like, had she was given no reason not to trust her therapist. She just saw, like, a horror there. she's like, you can't do shit about this. And then, like, during this, like, standoff, she finds out she's dying soon. And then Koga's like, it's okay. And, like, he secures her and tries to, like, he gives back the knives, but kicks them back and is like, ah, oh, Jabby, take care of her. Cause, like, once we, like, start to transform like it's too much for you and they fight to kill and that could t- episode of 19 blackfire as they fight and it's a good fight um there's also like tree shit there's like their swords are like flying around without them there's like timed fire
1: waves and yeah it's this is a like this is probably pretty easily like the best fight in the entire series so far
2: It's fucking epic, and I loved. Like, I usually hate cliffhangers, but like in eighteen before this, where it paused right before the actual attack happened, that was one of the dopest things I've ever seen in a show. So for them to like pick it right back up in nineteen and just launch into the best epic and it's a long fight too. Like,
1: it's not like short. It's they went to town.
2: And it's super satisfying because they're like, neither of them is a clear winner. And I think that's what makes it so fucking interesting is they're like trading like paint back and forth. It it was really incredible to watch.
0: And they both get like beat to shit here. And like, especially like Koga, though, he's like getting a lot of heat. Like he's not falling down, but like we see him later. He's just covered in bruises and stuff
1: and. Well, he had just also he had just also fought Jabby like not 10 minutes before. It's true,
2: yeah. Like, he, he had a rough night.
1: And He had
0: that big scar from when Gonza slapped him for not doing the dishes.
2: As you should.
0: But um he chooses not to kill Ray, but then he gets like beaten and saved by Jabby. And then Jabby's like I'm going to light my brush on fire and like Sure, you're wooed the
1: coward and bully you.
2: <laughs> As you do.
1: I mean, coward needs to be bullied a bit. She does, yeah. Yeah,
2: I only wish that it like made her grow more of a personality in this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, She gotta suck. Yeah.
0: I don't attribute that to her because she had a personality like in earlier episodes. They just kind
1: of just want her to be like peril at this point in the show. I yeah. thought she's written. Which... I mean. I think they just wanted to to stress the fact that, like, obviously the series is coming to a close because we only have about, at this point, what, six episodes, seven episodes left? Five. Oh, I, no, no, no. I mean, at oh, yeah. this right. episode. Yeah. Six episodes left. Right. So they're like, oh, she has to be running out of time. Like, what, like, is she getting desperate now that she knows, like, oh, she's going to die? Like, th- I feel like they do a pretty good job of showing her, like, having a fucking mental breakdown. Mm-hmm like later on because she's like after she leaves Koga when uh she gets the ring taken off she's like in um in like just a shopping area and she's like starts seeing mm-hmm. shit right that isn't maybe not even there
2: yeah we never get any uh, clarity on that which makes it a really impactful scene
1: well she sees the the horror in uh fucking psychologist man's house yeah she does and then runs away and then it's not there but like it, the the way horrors work in this series like i don't know exactly like that could just maybe it's invisible right, like i okay. like i don't know they don't they don't 100 percent indicate who can see what we get
0: the scene though where like as she's like being bullied by Chabby. she like sees shirtless koga is like oh wow he's so shirtless and bruised she's like yeah isn't it great anyway you can leave now
2: look at that purple hunk of man meat um you
0: have a wife stuff
2: yeah it's in their interaction is kind of weird too because in a way uh jabby does start to kind of paint the way for koga to understand the sacrifices he's been making this entire time but on the other hand she is still like dealing with a lot of shit and nobody's given her space to do that so yeah it's kind of understandable that she runs off
0: she runs to the woods zaruba tells jabby hey can you call Gonza to come get her Gonza's like hey here's this cabin where koga grew up and also he tells her hey like he's done a lot for you but this is like the trope of like the romance novel though where it's like this kind of just koga has also not actually apologized Ko has not like take responsibility yet like he's
2: right he's done nothing to redeem himself
0: yeah like, he's done things for her but he hasn't actually like done things with her mm-hmm. or talked to her which is where it's very gaslighting to me
2: oh yeah for sure and you know it, it as much as I like Gonza, he participated in it because it's yeah. really not fair to for her to be grateful for sacrifices she didn't even know he was making
0: yeah and like oh yep. like he like like spent some of his life for he was like okay like this could be somebody working in a coal mine in like north carolina like as they're like getting divorced it still doesn't make it right that right. Like, you know uh yeah so hopefully that gets more in these last five episodes uh but um then gets jabby talking to koga she rests her head on his back it's like i know this car and also, if you want me to be your second girlfriend, that's alright. I'm also getting ready to die as
1: soon as possible.
3: Right.
1: And he's like, yeah. I mean, let's be real here, Jabby's way more cooler than Calu. She's a real Tifa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh mm, it's more like an Aerith, really. True, yeah. Um I got
0: in trouble last time, David. I can't talk about that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oops. The game's, like, fucking damn near 30 years old. Come on. It
0: just got re-released for the first time. We're waiting for a second part, apparently. I don't know. Okay. And also, that's a cut content,
1: because it's not in Kingdom Hearts. Sure. The the canonical sequel to Final Fantasy VII Kingdom Hearts. As
2: we all know, yeah.
0: After Genova gave everyone big fucking shoes. <laughs>
1: Remember the time Goofy had a slap fight on top of a giant cannon?
2: I mean, we've all been there. I do.
0: Remember that time that like Mickey and Steffuroff took their shirts off
3: (laughs) and fought in a giant crater?
0: (laughs) What if Zach was just Sora? (laughs) That would fuck up some people. Actually, they should do that. Actually, do that. Fuck up. 20,000 people. The, the Final Fantasy combined universe. If Sora shows up in one of those games, I would literally devote myself to those franchises. Like, if he shows up in a actual Final Fantasy remake part three or something, I would just love it.
1: I would be there for it. That would be really fucking funny. I mean, there's precedent because both Sephiroth and Cloud show up in Kingdom Hearts, right? So. Yeah.
0: Even if they, like, do the thing where they're, like, walking through a room and they see, like, some other, like, place in the multiverse, and it's just like, oh, boy! Just like, like, Mickey's there. But we're off track, though. Uh,
2: Shocking. We're always so on track in this podcast.
0: (laughs) This
1: episode's been pretty off (laughs) off
0: track. It's okay. In the edit, there'll only be, like, 40 minutes of the, like, big mariachi, like... (laughs)
2: and i contributed to most of it to be fair
0: oh uh, so golem is talking to ray kill koga get the swords already and then people start talking about uh i think um this is Jabi talking to koga as they're preparing their moonlit ceremony to put the knives back to makai where it's like oh yeah like we first learned that like the makai knight was black the ate like a thousand horrors and gained like eternal youth. So that's new is like, oh, yeah. And then Golem was also, one of them was a human whose body decayed and now is hiding one of the priestesses. I was like, okay, wait, I thought Golem was one thi- be Okay, what's going on here? What's Golem? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. right?
1: You're, you're like, huh? So my question is, like, why does Jabby know this? Yeah. I guess she just, like,
0: reads all the gossip in, like, the old scrolls of the temple, you know? She's like, oh, man, this is a good, like, sure gossip rag, literally. <laughs> but, I don't know. Um. And then, um, Kaworu's therapist is trying to call her, can't reach her. And then we see Koga say to Jabby, You're a good priestess, and your master would be proud of you. And she's like, I'm in a toku slash anime slash whatever show, so I should probably say, I'm a bad woman. So <laughs> I have nothing worth protecting. Yeah. And let's almost kiss before I die. So I'm jealous.
2: That, that whole scene was very, uh, I couldn't figure out what the fuck was happening.
0: It's just a scene that you sometimes see in Japanese media, I feel like, of somebody being, I, I was not a good woman. And then she gets telefragged. Yep.
1: <laughs> Surprisingly, I th- I thought she was gonna, I thought, like, Jabi was gonna stay around, like, for longer. And then Kodama just shows up and shoots her in the back and fucking turns her into fucking red spaghetti. It was
2: incredible, really.
1: And so I like have seen some like promotional videos like other
0: stuff in this franchise where there are like priestesses and stuff so like maybe they're just like oh yeah we need to have them because she was so popular but also oops <laughs> got rid of that one
1: <laughs> right yeah shame to be honest
0: and uh, Kodama kicks Koga's ass because he can't transform so he just like keeps getting beat up and like he's doing like these weird like scary movie too like kicks like
1: to his back from his front and all this stuff just that last
2: one was incredible
1: it's like this episode starts with a fight scene that is fucking amazing ends with a fight scene that is fucking amazing like it's just bookended with two like the two best fights in this entire series so far
0: so ray shows up he's not sure what to do because he sees there's just a ceremony to bring stuff that should be in makai to makai she's like i this is probably good right then like i was like no if you want to have your like sister lover back uh (laughs) right (laughs) and then like he's told by hey we are makai knights right and then he's like yes and then he puts him in the hole but the four the 12 horrors became one giant horror and then we see golem give a pole arm to a shrouded figure (laughs) (laughs) yep and this giant horror, like, beats the two knights. And then we see Kurama bowing as this guy's moving past him. And then the black knight, Parago, appears. And he moves so fast, it's stop motion, which I think is cool as shit, honestly. <laughs> I love
1: that. Yeah, right. it was really cool. And he beats and eats the giant horror. Like, no problem, too. Like, the other two dudes were were having issues just even, like, fighting it. He just like walks up and just no sells this guy.
0: And I love how he has like a pole arm versus like a like sword. It's like, oh, like, he's like a sword, different yeah. dude. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then like Ray is like, that dude, the one who killed my sister. <laughs> and that brings us to episode 20. Life. The opposite of his sister. Um. <laughs> so now Kauru is in a white dress, in a bed dying and koga has to go off to they can't decide what to call this fucking
1: forest They're yeah
0: like, it's a crimson forest the forest of glen i'm not sure
1: yeah they call it by like three names is very strange
0: so koga is wa- is like running to the forest and like we see like ray behind a tree being like if the black knight is the object of my re- revenge i'll need koga's power um And then Koga comes to this, like, it looks like a, like, teepee or something or like a Mm lean-to. And then it's actually Old Woman Tamu, who's (sighs) the guardian of the forest. She's like, you're handsome, but I'm not going to, like, extend my thighs just yet.
2: Yeah. This this whole scene had a lot of unnecessary components to it.
0: This felt very witcher or like old legend, like ah, oh, there's the force They're in the forest. So only if the old woman of the forest extends her thighs mm-hmm. when you yeah, go in. Yeah. But um, he can't summon his armor, and it's full of horrors. and Only your sword can go. It's like most powerful form. But she knew Amon when he says, "Keep your sword. I know your heart." And the brush starts to lead him in the forest after he like gets there, and like he's holding his like sword in like the Makai Knight form, which is cool because it does look like a. It's very trunks. Honestly, I like it. And then, um, he's told that he must not run and he must not turn back. So when he like starts being attacked, like he just starts to like wuxa through the forest until he like gets like grabbed by this like weird like spider web with like a giant horror face, mm-hmm. but he must not feel fear, so he escapes that too. And then <laughs> um, Kawa was like dreaming of being barefoot in the forest, too, and then we see that Koga meets two girls at a fork in the road and zaruba's like "Ah, oh, you must guess right or wander eternally because he knows somehow mm-hmm. um and then like i'm like okay one of them's always a liar one of them's always telling the truth and then they're one of us is one percent right one of us is 70 percent right it's like what <laughs> never heard of this before yeah
2: it was a really bizarre way to uh, kind of play on that genre of one of us is a uh, always tells the truth and one of us always tells a lie
0: and it's like how oh, well if you're 100 percent you're only right one percent of the time. I better do what you don't say to do. that's like okay, sh- that makes sense. Sure, and the other side immediately turns into like fire as he walks down the road, which is very funny. But then he meets black and white coward, He's like, I know what to do, and slaps her.
2: As you do, hmm.
0: And we see her in bed, being like, that hurt. And then he hugs her and says he wants to see more of her paintings. And he's always going to take care of her as the piano version of the theme plays. And he gives her zaruba, and she runs back to the real world and her teddy bear shows up floating.
1: Oh, yeah, he he comes back.
0: Yeah, Teddy's here.
2: He's extremely problematic, though. Wait, what? I mean, I don't remember him ever being this violent in previous episodes.
0: Oh, <laughs> I felt like he said something really racist or something. No, no he didn't
2: do the thing and decide he was going to go like full, uh, you know, let me paint my face. But he was problematic.
0: Oh, my God. This this show would be extremely. I would have had to have heard if the show had a stuffed animal with blackface. In it. That would have been <laughs> such a wild thing.
2: I don't know. Honestly, it sounds like a revise plot at this point. I, I don't know where we can draw the line.
0: You are reminding me that I barely talked about the demon who's just Deadpool on that show because he's the blackface guy. But anyway, um, she bursts fire from Zaruba onto her teddy bear and she um, gets attacked by a whore and bursts fire on it. And then like is flying from Zaruba, and then they find the portal back to the real world. She's back in the real world. But while this is happening... koga meets this guardian from breath of the wild with a dragon's head
1: (laughs) yeah like what the fuck was that
0: thing and they say later it's called grow dragon which they don't mention until it's dead um but yeah sure it's it's like ancient archaeology techno like magic and that's like these arms has like a weird woman's body on one side a face on one side and it's the one who holds the like baronka f- fruit and it says either this fruit is the tears or fears of horror condensed but he like fights koga and then says i want you to fight your strongest i'll summon your arbor. and they fight and um he almost kills koga but then ray helps out with his glaive and they get the fruit and then he's like your power is your friend's power if you are friends." I'm dying now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Silva says. Don't worry. He'll come back. I was like, okay. I wasn't worried about this guy to be 100% honest. <laughs> he seemed good. Because this whole thing is like, he's like compared to Koga before he wanted to protect somebody. He's like, you protect people now. Is that true? Huh? Let's fight to see if you're right.
2: Yeah. I kind of had the impression he was coming back regardless. I didn't really need the additional reassurance.
0: Yeah, he's just a character. He's just he's just there. Um, I find this interesting though, because I know that at least one of the movies for Garo, they just do like a very a whole movie out of a very Alice in Wonderland plotline mm-hmm. like this. So this must be like the first time they're trying it. But here's actually uh, the uh, piano version of the theme as we see Ray carry Koga home, and they press the broncos into juice and give it to Cowherd. She's safe and returns Saruba to him. Ray touches on the shoulder of gonda and says, "Yeah, we gotta go." And then <laughs> they smile at each other and Kauru's like Sam. Gandalf
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> forgets Legolas's name. Just all this stuff.
2: Yeah, and he doesn't even notice because he's so relieved.
0: Uh, but uh, ends. Uh, I guess that's good. Uh, She's happy that she was saved and protected. She's alive. She knows about the lies. Hasn't really gotten an apology or an explanation yet, but hey.
2: And never will. (laughs) Probably
3: not.
0: Because the preview for next time is, what if Koga had to deal with guns? Which I think is great.
1: (laughs) Huh. I didn't watch the preview, but... Interesting.
0: It's like a bunch of guys like flashing guns at him. And then there's like this scene of him holding like Robocop's gun, just looking at it like, should I use this? And it's called Magic Bolts. I don't know why. It might just be like a one off, unrelated to the main plot.
2: It might just be like a pre porn.
0: My guess is that we get one, two non plot episodes, one episode that's the background of Barago, and then two plot episodes. That's my guess at this point, if I had to guess what's coming.
1: That seems like a probably pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, well, that's the end of part four of Gara, uh, and also a a like good summary of the first third of Revise, and <gasps> also us uh, of tangents. I guess
2: you're welcome. Just a couple.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Just start yelling at the audience again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But hey, rate us five stars wherever you listen.
0: Let's just say, if you uh, send me $18, this uh, Boney Tony could be yours. <laughs> non-sexually, I do it to say that is not a solicitation for my, uh, um, for my premium feed, you know?
2: I was about to say, if you're saying non-sexually, aren't you excluding half of your audience right there?
0: It's all of my audience half the time. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But no guys. Uh let's get right to the important questions though. Um and who's everybody's top 3 favorite characters this time?
2: Okay. Um first one top of the list obviously is jobby Um uh, I just dug her entire aesthetic. I really wish she could have been on uh some more episodes, but I I get it. It kind of made sense for her character. Um second one is going to be Ray because I haven't really appreciated him that much up to this point, but we get to see him kind of start to realize what's going on around him and become a really relatable type of dude. I still am not a fan of, like, his uh, being a sex pest, but it seems like he's trying to get better. We'll see. Um, and third is Gonza, and that's just because we finally got to see so much more personality from him over this past set of episodes, and it's been really fun to Kind of see how much he cares about everybody that's within his sphere. So, those are my picks.
0: The show is very forgiving of like boys in leather jackets.
2: I I, I find that's true for most Toku.
1: Fair. <laughs> and David, what do you think? Hey, um, hmm. for me, starting at the, we'll start from three. We'll go three two, one. Uh, three is probably Koga, because he had like. An actual character arc sort of this this set of episodes, so i'm I'm appreciative of that that you know he didn't he didn't end up where he started necessarily um number two is um Kodama just seeing him actually do something because mm-hmm. he's been this background character for so long is like really kind of nice, and then number one is Jobby like jobbi so. So yeah he, like i wish that she had been around longer and it's a shame that she got sploded
2: she she needs her own spinoff to be perfectly fair
0: i was like multiple spinoffs so i'm I surprised if there's like here's like the half hour special and like what job he was doing you know i
2: mean i'd watch it
0: <coughs> Hmm. best characters has to be koga because he got a lot here mm-hmm. um probably number three for me um uh number two just seeing kodama be cool was great but number one has to be just the only (laughs) new character only character arc really not a lot of character stuff here is a lot of just like weird tangents on over uh important like plot beats so
2: yeah no i have to agree with you like i said before half of my entertainment with her was the fact that she was equally parts just badass and unhinged and she was just so much fun to watch. And I love that all three of us had the same favorite. What's everyone's favorite?
0: Toesatsu here. An effect, a fight scene, a like monster suit, like a hero thing. It's
2: tough. There were so many good ones. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're going for like fights alone, obviously the one between uh, Rey and Kuga. I mean, you, you cannot top that with anything I've watched so far and them coming and going out of their costumes and, like, going through their internal struggles, too, where both of them were kind of questioning what they were doing. Like, everything about that was just so highly entertaining to watch.
1: Mm. What do you think, David? Mm, I'm trying to make a decision. I, You know what? For me, I actually think that, um I'm going to say both of the jobby fights are yeah. my... My favorite one when she fights Koga and one when she fights Kodama just because it's so different than anything we've seen in the show where like most of the other fights are like sword fights. But when she's fighting Kodama, it's like they're fist fighting. They're shooting magic at each other. It's just it's so different than anything we've seen. And the actress who plays Jabi, just like I, I read that she was like a professionally trained ballerina.
0: Okay. So that makes
1: a lot of sense why she's actually really good at like doing all the choreography because she knows how to do it. So yeah, like, uh, yeah, just good all around. Like, it's so hard to pick because every single fight in this stretch of five episodes was fucking amazing.
0: No, yeah. um, I got to say, a big shout out to Mark Musashi, who is just great. And there's a great beat where um there's this moment where like he is like doing wire work to flip to do a kick and he has to like look completely emotionless and that's hard to do to actually flip emotionlessly
2: i I don't think i could do it to be perfectly honest because that feels like taking your life into your hands no matter how great the safety precautions are
0: like just he is just like that good that he's able to pull off this like just he's able to pull it off you know
1: and then you have to also remember he's in the suit for Rey. right? Mm. Oh, that
2: whole thing. I mean, I we've had a lot of really, really great series, episodes, actors, this, other, the other. But I think that these past set is my favorite that we've ever watched. Um, it, it's just been not only so much fun to watch, but so much fun to talk about. Like, I, I love that you guys are seeing and like being in awe of all the same things I am. I think it's really... We picked a great series for this run. We really did.
0: Mm. And of course, this is probably another runaway hit here, but best outfit. It's Jabby. Jabby,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even debatable.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not even going to try and pretend to say anything other than that. Like She, like with her, what what was it, like? two or three episodes, absolutely killed every second of her screen time. So she gets everything for this episode.
0: I have intentionally not been talking about some stuff that I knew, which is that I knew about Ray, like that, like there was like a, like silver Knight, And I also knew, cause this show was just called Garo, but it's like the part of the, of it's part of the larger franchise that like, mm-hmm. it's also called like the saga of the black. Wolf. So I was like, okay, like there's probably also a villain or like another character, like cut black armor. So my thing though, is do we think that if we get other colors, that we get like the pimped out like purple leather jacket like dude or something or like what or is most people um, look to be like white and black?
1: <laughs> I know that there is an a, another Makai Knight who's a like a different color because I've seen it in like other places. Mm-hmm. So I know that at least one more that we haven't seen exists, mm-hmm. and I know that. Obviously now because we've watched enough of th- this show that I assume there's there's not assume I know there is there's other Garo series so there's different versions of that armor it's not the same armor in every series because Taiga's armor was different mm-hmm. to Koga's armor which your eye color to, right. yeah which will be different to other ones so like mm, like I I don't know if we see any other ones but it would be neat
0: I think that. I would love to see the other knights that, like, can't just have, like, white or black, like, leather and have to have bad outfits. It's like, oh, man.
2: (laughs) I'd love to see that. And honestly, like, I would love to see uh, a purely goofy character. Just one for this series. It doesn't even have to be one that lasts any more than, like, one episode. But that's... I found myself missing that because we've always had that in every other series before in you know, not to take anything away from Garo because I have loved the darkness and the grittiness and the hyper realism. Like I've loved everything about this series, but it would be kinda of fun to see just one knight come in and kind of just turn everything on its head.
0: Like it has to like go full JoJo should be like, here's this guy in like a fuzzy yellow vest.
2: Exactly. And, like, he, he has this really, like, niche group of people who protects. Like, it's only, like, mimes who have a very specific focus or something like that. Like, it's just something completely off the wall. I would be down for that.
0: Quick note um to the real world, but I have just seen, and you will know for a week by Thumbs Up without, but uh Antonio Nokia's past, who is a major dude.
1: Oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah uh this morning october 1st
2: oh would i know that person from anything we've watched
0: uh no uh, he's a very important figure in just sports and politics in japan
1: japanese gotcha. wrestling yeah
0: yeah he's got an incredible <laughs> chin uh he got beat up by the bad news bears one time
1: oh
2: gotcha all right well and even if i don't know him, am r.i.p dude that's always sad to hear
0: he fought Muhammad Ali. He
2: oh okay. He right,
1: cool. is pretty big in uh politics too. Like uh, he he successfully negotiated with Saddam Hussein for the release of Japanese hostages before the outbreak of the Gulf War.
2: All right. Well, I love him for that.
1: No,
0: he like in the history of the world, if you're like major athletes. He's probably like in that like, he's probably in that book. Honestly, you know. Mm. And yeah, I guess, um, what do you think is next for this show? Like, how do we think this ends everybody?
2: Oh, man.
1: Hmm. Well, given, given what happens in this episode, I assume that Barago is going to be like, yo, the evil big bad guy shows up and they're going to fight him. Um, Mm -hmm. I also assume that at some point now, because it seems pretty obvious that, uh, and the watchdogs are going to, you know, they're going to have their heel turn. Because very clearly, when you send out your fucking butler assassin to go murder a dude, uh, you're probably now, like, numero uno on the hit list.
0: I think, hopefully, we get some kind of, like, reconciliation between Koga and Cower besides, thank you for saving me. That's what I want. Mm.
2: Yeah, and that would have been mine, too, if I had a guess. I, I don't expect anything major to happen between uh Koga and Karu. I just don't. I don't think that there's gonna be any like tabletop game fade to black moment with that. Um, but I do think that we're gonna finally get some kind of recognition from him about his feelings toward her directly to her. I it will probably like come in the very last episode of the season, but I I think that will come. Um I'm really, really interested to see if uh gonzo evolves anymore as a character because he's really like starting to show a shiny spine and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets to play a bigger role uh and i really want to see what happens to the watchdogs before all this is over so those are kind of my tentative prediction slash wish list for the rest of the series
0: Mm -hmm. yeah um do we think we get a like cliffhanger of any kind or is just like cuz like a lot of these spin-offs do come a a, a couple of years later I guess or like
3: mm.
0: yeah like the next thing for Garo is like a year later and then like the next thing after that is like a couple of years later so maybe the uh, we don't get but like it like is it like oh the movie ends then it's like princess peach is back she's got like a shotgun
2: if I had to guess for something that was coming off of this series, it would probably be something that was more focused on Ray. Because I, I am not entirely convinced that we're going to get a whole lot of resolution. You have another sister. For his care, Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. I just, I don't see us getting a lot of resolution for all of his issues because they are so fucking numerous at this point. So if I had to make a prediction, I would predict that he's going to be the one that we have to wait and see what happens with.
0: If this was the kind of show where Koga had gotten like a power up, the spinoff would be where like Ray gets one. that You never actually see him use besides that, like spit off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that
0: next time. Of course, episodes, uh, 21 through 25 of Garo and also a special bonus episode. Smile. I will link that out both for everybody here and for, for the audience because as far as i could tell it's like one of those canon not canon it takes place between episodes 24 and 25 but it's also like only available on the internet archive and wasn't included in like the blu-ray releases
1: interesting okay huh
0: yeah so it might be like the let's all work out with garo one i don't know
2: I like how just, I'm only guessing from the tones of our voices, but I'm pretty sure David and I both had this thought, like, what the fuck am I getting myself into right now? Just just by the way we both reacted to that news.
1: It's just, yeah, like, well, it's, it's weird, because, like, I feel like this is, like, a pretty self-contained story, so to have something like that happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah, more. it felt more at home in our last series because everything was kind of wacky and off the wall, but with this one, I I don't know. I'm kind of struggling to bend my imagination to see what that could be, but I I could be pleasantly surprised I have been before.
0: No, it's going to be um Ray and Koga and like Kodama like teaching you like how to be strong. You have to pick which one like choose your adventure style. I mean,
2: as long as they are doing it shirtless, I can take some screenshots and maybe earn some money off that somehow. I'll, I'll figure something out. And I'm good. Well, <laughs> it's not preteen feet. Get off my ass.
0: It's not preteen feet. Is that your lesson uh, for today? Yeah, stuff?
2: absolutely. I jumped ahead of the line. Sorry, guys. But yeah, that's my lesson for today. It's not preteen feet. Get off my ass. Put that on a T-shirt.
0: Whoa! Well, what did you learn today, David? Fair enough.
2: <laughs> 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 not to hang around stuff.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, what have I learned today? You know, uh, you just gotta you gotta go go for the rim, man. Dunk those fucking swords in the thing, and all your problems will be solved.
2: I I love everything about that lesson.
0: And speaking of going for the rim, I've learned never go fish to mouth.
2: That's terrible advice. How else are you gonna get your daily
1: vitamins? Yeah, Oh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, that's for sure, pills, But no, <laughs> we'll see you all later, and make sure to fuck those feet no uh don't do that i'm gonna cut that one out uh. <laughs> thank you wig gracias dead mans
2: so long and thanks for the fish dead mans